Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Well, Merry Christmas, Crossbridge. How are we today, this morning? Yeah. Am I the only one that was hoping for snow this morning? The, the only time of the year that I'll ever tell you that I want snow is Christmas, well, Christmas Day. I don't want it yet. Tonight, it can snow. But maybe that's just me. Well, hey, I, I'm excited to, to be here with you. If you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Trevor. I am the Peru Campus Pastor here at Crossbridge, and it is... Always a joy to come to Christmas. To, to be part of the Christmas services is always just so much fun. And I, I don't know about you, but this is a, a big day, not just for church, but um, how many of you have some family gatherings to get to? Yeah, probably today, maybe tomorrow. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of sugary food there. Am I right? Yes. This is why I love Christmas. No, this is not, not the only reason I love Christmas, but the sugary food, we, we, my, I know my in-laws are going to make, uh, I think it's tomorrow. At some point, uh, we're, we're going to have a big, big ham dinner. We're going to have a big, big spread, and it's just exciting because Christmas is full of of these types of things: family gatherings. They're full of good food. They're full of friends. They're full of love. It's full of joy, full of merriment and wonder, and all the good things. And I love Christmas. And notice the one thing I left out because you know how Christmas usually goes: gifts. Right? There's always gifts as well, but I left it out on purpose because. We've kind of gotten away from what we would believe is the, the true meaning of Christmas, right? Christmas has become more of a consumeristic thing, right? And so we, we here at Crossbridge, we wanted to, to make things a little bit different, a little bit more simple. Uh, if you're anything like me, you're hoping that after today and tomorrow, things kind of go back to a little bit easier than they were before. If you're anything like me, I've noticed the stress has just kind of ramped up to get to this moment where we are right now. Is that true for you as well? I think that happens every Christmas. For whatever reason, I, I don't understand why, but stress always is on an uphill trajectory until Christmas. But that's why we here at Crossbridge, we recognize that, and we wanted to make things simple and easy. So we've created a, a theme for Christmas called Simply Christmas. We want to make things simple. If you're here for the first time, you, you may not know that we've been in a, a preaching series called Simply Christmas as well, where we are breaking down the Christmas story to try to get at the simple root of what is going on here. Because we recognize, like we said, that things get busy. I have two kids now. And between the, the two kids that I have and the, the Christmas parties at work and the things that they've got going on at school and the gifts that you got to get for everybody and the, uh, all the things that are going on, it just gets busy and stressful. And, and it makes me wonder, why does this happen every year? Because I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. I've talked to many people who love Christmas, but... Can it can it wait a few months? I'm not ready for it yet because it's just so stressful to get there. So like I said, we have started this series in order to try to break down the Christmas story to get at why Christmas happens in the first place, the simple roots of the story. So what we've done is we've broken it down into uh, a couple different parts. In particular, we've been looking at the characters within the story to try to figure out what is it that they are teaching us about Christmas. And what we've been discovering is that as we look at the individual characters in the story, we can find people who exemplify some themes of Christmas that we believe these themes are really what Christmas is all about. 
So we started a few weeks ago, Pastor Sam brought us a message where we talked about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and we learned that in the middle of an uncertain future, we learned what it looked like through Mary's example to have hope. Then we looked at at Joseph, the, the earthly father of Jesus, and we saw that he had such an uncertain future, but we learned that through obedience comes peace. And we learned through his story that Beginning with prayer is really the key to unlocking that peace, the, the peace that Scripture calls the peace that surpasses all understanding. And then last week we looked at the wise men, at some people that are well-known but not often looked at in depth, and we learned that through the story of the wise men, what, what we are called to do is let the news of Jesus lead us into worship of him. And when we do that, we find joy on the other side, a joy that is more than happiness, a joy that lasts a joy that is real, a joy that is seated within our hearts. And so today, I want to take a look at at one more important character in the story, and I believe that this is the most important part of the Christmas story, coming from the most important character within the story as well. Most of you came to church expecting what is going to happen today, right? We know the Christmas story. You know who I'm going to talk about. Today, we're going to talk about the baby Jesus. We're going to talk about how he exemplifies love within the story. But before we get there, I I want you to think about love yourself. Think about a time that you were loved really well. Think about a time when, when when someone came alongside you and loved you so well that you were just taken aback at the privilege that it is to be loved like this. That might sound weird at first, but but you've probably all got these stories. I'm sure we can go around the room and and talk about times where we were maybe in a a difficult circumstance or, or something happened where someone came alongside and said, hey, hey. I love you, and I want to show you that. I'm sure we could go around the room, you know what, why don't we do, no, I'm joking, we're not going to do that. Can can you imagine? But if I did, I'm sure we could find a common theme throughout all those stories. Uh, And I I believe that theme that we can find is found within our passage as well. But before I, I tell you what that theme is, I want to tell you about my story a time that I was loved incredibly well. And if you attend Crossbridge regularly, and if you know me, you probably know this story already. The story revolves around two beautiful baby boys that I have the privilege of calling my sons. Uh, when, we moved to, uh, when we moved here to Peru, my, my boys had a uh, wealth of medical complications uh, even before we came here. My son has multiple diagnoses that all at the time were being handled very, very well. Uh, we were maintaining everything just fine, but my youngest son, who at the time was only a few months old, uh, if, if many of you remember my first Sunday, he was not with us. He was uh, at, at the hospital. My wife was there as well. He had a pretty serious RSV um, infection, and it was a pretty, pretty difficult time. Uh, so like I said, he was only a few months old, and not only did he have RSV, he had some other unexplainable things that the doctors couldn't tell us what, what was going on. And to say that this year, because I've only been here for just over a year, to say that this year has been trying would be an understatement. Because from that time on, from the day that I started here to the the day that he got out of the hospital and was uh, fine with his RSV, the year got progressively harder for us. Summer came around and we had two unexpected month-long hospital stays, one for each of my boys. The first one was, was my youngest son. He's got some gastrointestinal issues that the doctors just can't figure out. And so he went into the hospital, underwent surgery to try to figure out what in the world is causing the issues that he's seeing. 
we got home, and it was not only, not even two or three weeks later, we went into the hospital again for my oldest son after a, a severe accident that he had suffered. Uh, now, both boys are doing just fine today. They're doing very, very well, far better than my wife and I had ever, ever expected at this point in the year. Uh, they're, they're doing incredibly well. But I think back to, to this summer in particular, and, and really this whole year, and, and I remember not only how difficult it was, but I remember the stories of love that came out of that. I'm reminded of my small group that stocked our freezer, both our inside freezer and our basement chest freezer, full of meals. I'm reminded of people who came alongside me in ways that, that I have a hard time explaining. I'm reminded of uh, one of the small groups here, the men of our church that came and mowed our grass while we were in the hospital. I'm reminded of, of the people who came alongside and uh, watched our boys so that my wife and I could go out on a date night after a long summer. I'm reminded of the people who showed up on my doorstep just to say, hey, I'm here, and I love you. I'm reminded of the, the people who drove up to Chicago to visit, which, by the way, not many people were allowed to do because of hospital rules, but one, one friend in particular came up to visit to watch our youngest son while he was in the hospital so we could take our oldest on a day away from medical problems. I'm reminded of these practical examples where, where friends came alongside us and said, hey, we don't want, just want to tell you we love you. We want to show you how much we love you. I'm reminded of the three Crossbridge women who, who came to the emergency room after the accident when we told them, it's not necessary, you don't have to, and they stayed for hours. I'm reminded of just the, the overwhelming feeling of love that I could only get through this. And I think about those stories, and I think about those people, and I think, had they just texted me and said, hey, man, I'm here for you, love you, I would not be saying the things I'm saying now. What I, what I found to be true through all of this is, and this is the theme that I'm sure each and every one of us could probably tell in the stories that we tell each other. What, what came to be true is that I f noticed the love, I felt the love because they showed up. They were there. And I think the truth for us is that when people come into our lives in the midst of difficult moments or in the midst of really any moments, you know that someone loves you when they're there for you. You know that they're there, uh, you, that they love when they're there. How many of you are uh, aware of the five love languages? You know anything about that? There's these five love languages, they say, and, and there are different ways that you can receive love. Well, I, I think any of us would be lying to each other if we didn't say that quality time was up there. Because what, what just is true for the vast majority of people that I know is that when you show up in their lives, not only do they appreciate it, they appreciate it more than you know. I found that to be true in my life so, so much. But this theme of showing up, this is just a big deal. And what I learned this summer is that love equals presence. Showing up in people's lives is really what it means to show love. And as we look to the Christmas story today, this is the kind of love that we see on display by Jesus. As we look at the Christmas story, we see that Jesus shows up. And I was, I was talking to my wife this week uh, about all this, and uh, she said this quote that I, I couldn't get out of my head. She said, isn't it crazy that with the immense amount of love that we felt through all of this, that all of that pales in comparison to how much Jesus loves us? I, I can't tell you. And in fact, I have told you. If you attend our church and if you've listened to me preach, I, I've, I've shared that story a few times because I still can't get over the, the overwhelming 
amount of love that we felt. And it blows my mind that the amount that I can gush about this all day, that it's a speck of sand compared to the wealth of love that Jesus has for us. So what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about Jesus, of course. I want to show you just how much Jesus exemplifies love through the story. And it really comes down to two verses of the Christmas story. Now, I'm not going to read the entire story for you. Some of you know the story very well. Some of you may not. But we went ahead and shared the story in a couple different ways earlier in the service. So instead, I'm going to jump to the two verses in particular that we are talking about here. And what we'll find in this is a few clues to how Jesus loves us. So starting in verse 11, we see something really important. The angel is talking to some some shepherds out in the field, and and the angel says, The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. In these short two verses, we see who Jesus really is. The angel that day called him by by three really important words. He called him by three titles, Savior, Messiah, and Lord. According to the angel, Jesus is Lord over all the heavenly realms. Jesus is Lord over the earth. He's the prophesied one who will come about to save God's people. The one who's been written about for hundreds of years, possibly even thousands of years. People have been talking about this one day when this person will come, and he is that person. Later on in Scripture, we see in the book of John that that John, the author of the Gospel of John, writes about Jesus, and he calls him him this title, The Word. And so at the beginning of the book of John, he, he He says these five uh, verses here that I wanted to read to you to show you just how much, just how important this is. So in John 1 through 5, we read, In the beginning, the Word already existed. Remember, the Word is Jesus. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Essentially, what we learn here is that Jesus is a pretty big deal. The first thing that the angel comes out and says is, hey, this baby here, he's a really important figure. He's a really big deal. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. He is Lord over all the heavenly realms. You don't understand how important this baby is. And we read in the book of John that he sat on a throne of heaven bringing life to all things. We see just how big, just how important this baby is. And yet, in verse 12, we read that despite all of his power, despite all of his privilege, despite the, the uh, wealth of opportunities that he had, despite his position, despite all things, verse 12 tells us that he came to be with us as a baby, that he gave up every single one of those things to show up. To be here. Other places in Scripture, we see that He is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, each of us knows that there are problems in our world today. I'm sure we could all point to various different problems. There's far too much hate, there's far too much anger. 
And what I'll just generalize and call brokenness. Our world is broken. Each of us would agree with that at some level. And as powerful as God is, if he truly is the one who created all things, if he truly is the one uh, who, who sits on the throne of heaven, is Lord over the heavenly realms, we believe, and we do believe this, that God is powerful enough to make it go away. But he didn't do that. And the question is, why did he not do that? Why did he not just snap his fingers and make everything go away and make it all better? I think the reason is because God wanted us to know that he loves us enough not to just make our lives easy. He loves us enough to be with us. See, I I have my two boys, and I, I love them to death. But I love them so much that I'm not willing to give them everything that they ask for. Parents, can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Instead, I love them so much to, that I'm willing to get on their level and say, hey, I'm with you. I know you want your iPad again, but you need a hug more than you need the iPad. You need me to be with you more than you need what you're asking for. I know it's not easy, I say to my three-year-old, but I'm with you. I think God wants us to know that he loves us enough to not just make our lives easy, but he loves us enough to be there with us. Jesus' birth, Christmas, the Christmas story is the ultimate manifestation of love because we've already agreed to the fact that love equals presence. And on Christmas morning, we celebrate the fact that he came to show up, that he came to be here with us, to step into the brokenness of this world, to step in the brokenness of your life and mine. Because here's the thing, he didn't just come for the sake of the world, he came for the sake of those who live in the world, he came for the sake of me and you. He's not content just saying, it's good, he's content saying, I'm with you, wherever you go. See, within this story, we don't see Jesus doing a whole lot, as I sat down to, to write this message earlier this week, I was a little bit confused. The, the goal was to try to figure out where in the story does Jesus show us love? But then I read the story and Jesus doesn't do much. He doesn't even cry. He doesn't move. He doesn't do anything. He can't talk. He can't do much of anything. But the simple fact that he came was what's important. If you've been here throughout the last few weeks of the series, we particularly looked at what did the people do in the story that showed us the way they exemplify hope, peace, love, and joy. But Jesus didn't do that. Not in this story. He does it in the story of your life. He does it in the story of my life. He does it in the story of the history of our world. Christmas changes everything. In fact, our calendars are set by the fact that Jesus came 2,023 years ago, approximately. Christmas changes everything, not just for our world, but it can change everything for you as well. And so hear what I'm trying to say. The love that we find in the Christmas story is that Jesus is with us. So for those of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, that means we are called to go and show the same kind of love that we've received. And the love that we've received is that he showed up for us. 
So the call, if you are a follower of Jesus in the room today, I invite you to show up. There is brokenness in our world. You're going to go to family gatherings later on today, tomorrow, whenever it is, and you're going to encounter people that you love deeply who are deeply broken. My encouragement to you is to show up, to be available, not just with your physical presence, but show up. Let them know, hey, I'm here. I truly do care. Because if I can tell you anything that has helped me in my life, it is knowing that the people who say they're there for me actually do show up. And I am a tangible example of that from this year. And what I want to tell you as the praise team comes back up, they're going to come up and we're going to sing a few songs, or excuse me, one more song here at the end. What I want to tell you is, or what I want to ask you is, what would it look like for you to show up in the brokenness around you? And if you are someone who is maybe here for the first time today, or maybe you don't know Jesus, maybe a family member asks you to come, and maybe you're not a whole big into this church thing, I get it. But here's what I want to tell you. Jesus showed up 2,023 years ago, not just for the sake of fixing the brokenness in the world. Jesus showed up not just for the sake of those who call themselves Christians. Jesus showed up for you. Earlier in the story, we read as the angels proclaim to the shepherds that they're bringing great news, good news of great joy for all people. That includes you. Jesus came not just as a way to say, hey, look at me. He came as a way to say, hey, I'm with you. I know what you're going through because I've been there and I'm here to walk with you through it. And so today we have, as you walked in, we have on the seats a response card. And so what I'm going to ask each of you to do is just to, to fill that out. It's some very basic information. We're asking for your name, asking for your email. And there's a couple questions on there. If you are someone today who, who says, you know, I, I've noticed the brokenness in the world. I've noticed the brokenness in my own life. And I don't know the way out. I don't know what to do. I invite you to check on that box that says, I've committed my life to Jesus. And, he, and not just to check the box. But to say, if Jesus is here for me, what does it mean for me to be there too? What does it mean for me to be sent by him? What does it mean to give everything to this? Because if it's really true that Christmas changes everything, he can change you too. So I invite you to lean into that today. As you leave the room today, there will be someone at the door taking those cards. You can grab a, uh, a candy cane on your way out and hand them that card. We would love to partner with you. This is our way of showing up for you. If you fill that card out, expect that we will reach out to you that we will say, hey, we're with you in this journey as well. So today, as we prepare to close and as we're going to sing another song, I have a special helper that's going to come and pray uh, a special prayer for us as we end the service today. So Olivia is going to come up and she's going to pray for us here in just a minute. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.